0: Welcome back to another episode of Disruptance. In this episode, we are picking up from last week about housing inequality. Enjoy. And also, um, subscribe on our YouTube channel and rate this podcast on your favorite podcast platform.
1: Welcome to the Disruptance Podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric Forney and Michael Bounds.
0: So I've got to, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And, and it's interesting because, you know, the Federal Reserve say, you know, indicates that that's one of their major initiatives because selfishly they also, the Federal Reserve also understands that having minority unemployment at record lows is a positive for the GDP, right? And when you think about a global economy, the most amount of people working producing goods and services is how you win a global economic race. However, policy has not matched the global economic race, right? We know that widespread, sorry, I believe, widespread lockdowns and mandates that, that force uh, minorities and, and poors into having no child care and then having to debate whether to leave the workforce or not is not a positive for GDP growth. I don't believe it's a positive for the next multiple generations of people. And the data over time now has demonstrated that to be the case. And yet, while that's been the Fed's goal is to minimize the unemployment rate of minorities, the policies haven't necessarily coincided with that. Yeah. And it's been hard for me to understand that nobody had the foresight to get that when making policy.
1: It doesn't matter. What is do you say we're focused on the three point nine.
0: Well, the Fed is not, but but the news and the and the I'm both talking about both the political government. parties and so, yeah.
1: In this okay, when we all started yeah. this, y'all, yeah, me and my man here were, <laughs> were what three? What did I, five four tenths four, three? We were uh, three fifths a man, right?
0: Oh, gotcha. Right,
1: that is baked in. Is it three fifths?
0: Referring to another producer in the room, by the way. <laughs> not, you mean not Tyler? For those, not for Tyler. those that don't for those that don't don't take consume on YouTube. <laughs>
1: yeah, so um within all of this structure, yeah, that is what this is baked. And so when you don't see, you say I don't see color, or I don't wanna uh, t- like I don't wanna like yeah. see this, or I don't wanna like like how does that get stacked and stacked and stacked? And you see what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. You know what's interesting? I don't know if we know the answer to this, and not. And, and because I don't pretend to be educated or intelligent enough to know the complexity of social economic dynamics. But um, why do, why then why are Asian employment numbers or or like um, Latin employee employment numbers? why do they differ from black employment numbers? You think? Okay. Because by the way, like Asians have the lowest rate of um unemployment
1: of everybody. Yeah. 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 So again, this I think is the a highest deer acceptance hit rate by a car. The highest acceptance <laughs> rate, if I remember. <laughs> Expl- yeah. Actually, yeah, yeah. this is a deer seeing a raccoon get hit by a car yeah. and ex- Explain explaining <laughs> yeah. why the raccoon. So I I mean, you know, to, to give yeah. you an analogy, but the the thing that I can point this back to is the simple fact that Okay, um, If you look in context, if you look in context, Irish used to be looked at and looked down upon. Yeah. And now they're white. Jewish people were looked down upon and now they're white. Asian, like even Hispanics mm. are now doing that. You can never do that. Got it. I will never ever... And that's where you see self-hate come in within the black community. You see Sammy Sosa's white now, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So like within this is like we can, you remember that goal you were trying to see? We'll never be able to see that because I will never, we will never be able to assimilate. You see what I'm saying? So policies are all right now, policies, when I got here, it's different than how you know, Asian people are getting here. So within all of the policies that are built, that's what you're getting. So is it the, is it, what is causing it? Is it us causing it? Or is it, or is it black people causing it?
0: When what say, is uh, called? Co- is it the chicken say, or so the you, egg? Okay.
1: See what I'm saying?
0: Is it society? Is it a societal cause or. The minority itself.
1: Right. Yeah. Okay why is that that's what i'm asking why is the system like there's talented people in africa there's talented yeah, people course. why yeah. is that do we have policies that that favor you know asian countries i don't know i'm just a real estate agent in yeah, indianapolis yeah, i'm with
0: you I'm you with know what, you. what i'm saying yeah, i'm yeah. just
1: trying to explain how yeah. a raccoon gets hit by totally a, and i'm a deer yeah. Totally. <laughs> you
0: know, it's interesting. I want to I want to um I want to just I guess because we because we called them out by name um is the <laughs> the old National Bank item right of um of the you know 30 some loans, 37 mortgages for black borrowers despite um, nearly 2300 uh, mortgages uh, in the past 2 years. Um How many 2300 mortgages 37 of them black with a In 20, 2 years. Yeah, with I said no, one my bad. No. No, <laughs> again, I don't have full I don't have the full data so I want to sorry It I was on
1: the news so like this yeah, is legit.
0: I, there's only there's a couple pieces of data that would like help to like <laughs> totally paint a Remember there's there's quite literally a book called How to Lie with Statistics yeah. and so I I can structure an argument either way that I want to because black I don't people have-
1: got a loan. How do you explain that? Yeah, yeah. Years? So the,
0: the only thing I wanted to say with that is though that in, if we looked purely based on population statistics alone, 28% of the loans should have been to black residents. What we don't know was- is Old National Bank the most unpopular black bank in a, in the city? Probably know, not. I mean, I'm, I'm not like, saying
1: there's like a boycott. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I'll pull the their social we just, media. We'll see what they got. Yeah.
0: Like that's the we're only not, thing we don't know is how, what were the number of applications compared to the number of rejections compared to the number of approvals. But nonetheless, we know for we know based purely on that number alone that there clearly is not an equitable amount of origination, which then tells me okay, we have to fix this. And we, you know, you and I talked about it quickly before we went on air and I, and I'm not educated enough to, to go in depth on this. Um, and so we may have to just continue to have the conversation later. Thankfully, this is what I do for a living is, is teach on, on real estate economics. So I'll promise you that very quickly I'll become educated on it. However, um, you know, one of the challenges is that there may not be enough, um, Government programming and subsidies and um, and focus on programs to incentivize buying and borrowing in zip codes and in locations in which they could significantly bolster that. They do it and
1: y'all kill it. It's called affirmative action. That's all that is. What?
0: I, yeah, no, I like can't any, tell it you gets labeled enough. that.
1: Literally, it gets labeled that. So, tell you want to talk that. about hijacking?
0: Tell me about anything
1: that that, that is meant to st- structurally bolster up the a minority, then gets demonized by calling affirmative action. And then guess what? Me as a black person, I'm driving my truck. People look, white people look at me and said, "Oh, affirmative action." So it's both a hindrance and a blessing.
0: So this is, I guess I want to make sure I understand what you're saying is uh, the affirmative action is um, what, you, what, I, what you're what, in essence, what you're saying is, is the the concept of affirmative action has been hijacked and, and politicized to be a trigger word for um, like mask and emails. Yeah. And Benghazi. <laughs> yeah. And there's a lot of them, right? Like we talked yeah. about the word privilege, right? Is, <laughs> right. is one of them, right? Yeah. Like, um it, so, so affirmative action has been hijacked to be a negative connotation. If you go back to our episode um, about why words matter, we talk much more in depth about this, right? About how, how quite literally political parties study and spend time polarizing and politicizing specific words in order to drive adoption. Yeah. Right? Or yeah. in order to drive a wedge yeah, as well, right? Yeah, we, know that, totally. we know that the <laughs> estate tax is the exact same thing as the death tax, and one was able to get passed and the other one continued to be denied because by word. purely on the wording alone. Right? <laughs> it's the reason why it was, you know, the Build Back Better and it was the Patriot Act and all of the other words that were chosen. But um, I guess what I think you're saying is that um, because they call it affirmative action is the reason why oftentimes they're not um, accepted. Now, it looks I, it looks at, as a yeah, free
1: handout to me. Where yeah. You take out of context. What mm-hmm. has happened? Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, you know it's interesting no. though because I I got a um, a benefit I benefited um, in my in my extra broke days of of a program that was meant to. Um, it helps it, everybody. Bro. It does. I know. That's just that's it. what's crazy. We're like I got a zero down our
1: nose despite our face, but
0: I got a zero down zero PMI loan, and the only requirement was I had to make less than the median income, and I had to buy in locations in which like met nobody wanted to buy. Well, in, in what was wild is I just had to be in Marion County, which the data told us was twenty eight percent of black residents. Right. There are, there are tons of places right. that fit that, like, right, that could be in, in the largest county not, in the in the state,
1: but it's not Hamilton or Boone. Yeah. And this is another thing, okay? So check this out. You got that, yeah, because they're trying to get you to move they're back. They're trying
0: to get anyone, yeah. Any, yeah.
1: They're trying to get anyone to yeah. move back to an area that historically was redlined. Yeah. Where you couldn't get loans, you couldn't get insurance. So today, the value is worth less than it would have been if you would have been able to get a loan on it 30 years ago. So we're now paying money to get people oh, to go back and write okay. our
0: no, wrong. Got it. You're saying we would have been better off 30 years ago just to have had equal opportunity. No, and employ- we got to yeah, go yeah, back and yeah. fix
1: it and cost us more Correct.
0: money. Yeah. We pay the sin. We pay, we pay <laughs> the, we pay exponentially for the sin that we c- committed decades ago. Yeah, absolutely. Which is, which is unfortunate, but yet that's the only way that, we That's can do how this you now, fix right? It.
1: That's what I'm saying. So, like, but yeah. then when we say okay, we're going to have programs so, that d- benefit everyone, it just doesn't. But they, when you close your eyes and you see these programs, you see that it benefits them, I don't. Yeah, some people do. Yeah, some yeah. people. Yeah, and so then, therefore, the that selfishly, program I was just trying not, to
0: think about me. Let's be real. I was th- like zero down, zero PMI. Hell yeah, let's go. Like yeah, I can make a lot of money on that deal. Yeah, and and as a 26 year old broke kid. I I was all about that.
1: And look at how it's impacted your life. Uh,
0: Absolutely. Without a doubt. You wouldn't be here. Yeah. I mean, dude, without a doubt, I walked out with $44,000 out of of that loan. Um, And that changed the trajectory of my business career because you can go into business with incredibly low startup costs and have a 40 plus thousand, uh, you know, what at the time was a year's worth of my salary. Right. You can you can compete differently when you have a parachute, yeah. right? When you're when you're jumping out of the plane and you know that you're not going to fall to your death, no matter how badly you fail, it a, it changes. That's right. You're emboldened. That's right. And so, <laughs> and so, I, like I look at this and go, okay, this is a high. This is the the we talked I we talked about this via text yesterday, which is you know the empathy being one of the first steps. The second one being is that people have to understand that words are being weaponized against them. Totally. Words are being weaponized against them positively and negatively. And people's inability to separate their emotions from definitions is what oftentimes compels them to make emotionally charged decisions, either in the voting booth or in the media or in a number of different um, positions because it oftentimes causes us to feel a certain way that isn't necessarily the objective reality right is, is I love that, that this perspective that a program can benefit minorities and still benefit everyone else simultaneously the way that it benefited me it's all about um,
1: poor people There's yeah that's a disproportionate right disproportionate amount of poor people yeah there. so like black people aren't like hey just do us just do poor people and but, then it's going to benefit but that's benefit been hijacked everybody. i think
0: i think there are those who have tried to hijack that argument to say hey we we want like repar we want a reparations, right? Or like we they. I, my belief is that there are those who have hijacked the the conversation to say, "Hey, we want to take from white people to give to black people." And I don't think that that's ever that. actually been said, no, but that's I, been a a weaponized conversation to keep the system from you know changing. What I think that is? What's that?
1: When you're at the top, your perspective is different. Of course, yeah. So I've always been on the bottom. Yeah. This isn't a zero sum game.
0: Correct. Correct. 100%. See but,
1: what I'm saying? But
0: if you want to divide people, you have to make them believe it's but a zero sum game. you're on top. Yeah.
1: And you see this yep. is like I'm getting less. Yeah. Then guess what you do? You cling.
0: That's right. Absolutely.
1: And that's where there's a lot of clinging right yep. now. Yeah. That's all. That's yeah. all. So then we just the problem is the folks at top are clinging. Yeah. And the part people at the bottom are are, are like seeing where they are. Yeah. And so that is the tug, but the people at the top have the money.
0: Yeah, and they're the, unfortunately the ones that make the policy. They make the rules. And so until there is a a convergence of uh, the population that understands that the impoverished, the enslaved, the poor, are continuing to lose more and more ground and have lost arguably more than ever, in the past twenty four months, greater than they likely have in, in since the Great Depression. Until people wake up and realize that by turning off the news and objectively looking at reality instead of emotionally being charged by words, you
1: got those numbers, bro.
0: Nothing can change. Bro, though, yeah. How do
1: you get those numbers? Like the problem is if you don't get you don't get the numbers, like this is the thing. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. surprise me. Yeah. Because I, it. I live it. Yeah. It surprised you because you don't live it, but then you see the numbers and you're like, "Huh, I wonder why." And yeah. the, and it, that normally rests on Black people. We say, "Okay, this is the they're they're doing that." Well, but what I'm telling you is, okay, if the system, if 37 people in two years got a loan. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> by by the way, uh,
0: I mean I think when for me, like as you as. Tyler and, and you can, can tell. Um, I've been vocal on a small level about all of the, um, all of the policies that have um, exponentially harmed the poor and impoverished over the past 24 months that was a feeling the data is now coming out that is demonstratively the case right we know that we know that um you know abuse cases for domestic abuse have gone up we know that suicide deaths we know the drug abuse deaths have gone up we know in fact that at my age I would have been more likely to have been murdered than to have died from a pandemic, right? We know that all of the, that arguably for some subsets of the population, the response has been worse than the the stimulus. And so that's the thing that drives me crazy is, is that unfortunately people have to disconnect from the word, the way that words make them feel until they're willing to come together, regardless of what divides them and start to make an actual change towards the system that has further driven impoverishment over the last 24 months. I
1: think that we have to get clear on words. Like if I'm yeah. sitting here and I'm talking and I'm saying this word and then you're saying the same exact word, yeah. but when I close my eyes, I see this and you close your eyes, you see that, Yeah, that is the gap. And this is the thing, like I also too, I bought my house, I was 19, it was 100% financing. Yeah. I would not be sitting here today yeah. if I would not have done that.
0: One hundred percent.
1: And I don't. If my son is building a house, I, I mean, he's having a brand new house built. I'm proud of him. He's spending way more money than I did on my. Like, there's no way that he's not my, buying
0: a forty thousand house in no, Marians. What you're saying? Yeah, he's okay. having
1: one built, which is like I'm really proud of. Yeah. Him for that. But like, uh, so my job as a father is to make sure that my children, my legacy, they don't have to struggle the way I did. See what I'm saying? Just like you. Absolutely. So for the longest time, we nothing out of nothing is nothing. Yeah. So like, I'm I might, you know what? It stops with me. That's that shit stops with me. So that's this generation. Uh, that's us. Um, you know, all that stuff was taken. You know, with the drugs and with the fathers and you know all that stuff. But you know what? All of it had to stop with me. So we had to stop that cycle.
0: Absolutely. So at the end of the day, I think what we both what we both agree on and um, without a doubt is that that nothing changes until we accept reality. Nothing changes until um, leadership starts being displayed as well. You know, I think we're we're a week out from Martin Luther King Day. And when I I think about someone who unified who used words to unify understanding and messaging, It's obviously MLK is the the one who comes to mind so much for me because of um, his ability, his command for the language to unify people regardless of where um, at scale, regardless of where their perspective was. And that's what leadership is, right? Is right now the, the world needs better leadership. And by better leadership, I mean, individually, we all have to be better people in order to be better leaders.